afternoon it's actually 12 16 p.m i'm chilling about to get down with another episode but before we get started and by the way jersey judah here we going over alex jones on this episode <clears throat> we're going over alex jones in this episode and it's going to be crazy, right? Shout out to Alex Jones. Um, I still want to play one more instrumental. Now, I was talking about this beat that I made, 295 South. Matter of fact, where is it at? Ah, fuck it. 
This is 295 North. Now, I was able to find this instrumental. I made this instrumental a while back. All right. So let's jam out a little bit more and then we're going to officially get shit cracking with this episode. OK, here we go. This is definitely it. Damn, son, where'd you find this? There it is. There it is. Hey. Everybody doing, man. Shit. I can finally move freely without worrying about going anywhere. Did some holiday shopping, but I really just bought my family alcohol. I'm gonna be honest with you. I ain't feel like doing a lot of driving around, man. So a bottle of wine here. Jim Bean here, Moscato there. I may go back to the liquor store to get some for my other brother. And then next week, I'll get something for my sister in law. <coughs> and that's it. And then I'll just give money to the kids because I don't give a shit. I give money to the kids. Let them buy whatever the fuck they want to buy. You feel me? For the adults, y'all might as well get drunk because I bought y'all a bottle of liquor, all right? Call me Grinch if you want. I don't give a fuck about Christmas. <coughs> I do not care. Got some orange juice on deck. Still kind of getting over this uh, cold here. <clears throat> Damn. first instrumental I played <clears throat> was by me. All the instrumentals that you hear are by me. 
Uh, the first instrumental was called Memory Lane. That was from 2019. Uh, the song that you just heard, I renamed it Jersey Junction, but it's actually originally called 295 North. And I made another song called 295 South. But um, yeah, we're here, man. God, 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 God. Oh man, I'm I'm just grateful to make it through a week, man. I'm I, I'm gonna be real with y'all. <clears throat> Past week was tough, man, and I know the episodes took some effect from it. I apologize for that, you know what I mean. But shit happens. Um, typically, I don't take days off from podcasting, even if I have a shitty day. I'll let it out on the podcast, you know what I'm saying, and then I'll go through, you know, certain videos, articles, things like that. But man, I was sick. I was sick since last Friday, right? And um, I knew I was getting the cold, but I was trying to fight through it as much as possible. But then it hit me. Bam. By the time the weekend came, sore throat, everything. And then going into the, the past week, going into the, the previous Monday, um, I had congestion problems, which isn't bad. Like congestion, I can deal with that. The sore throat shit, I, I can't stand. And then, you know, when you, like, cough all the shit up, it's, like, such a nasty taste. At least that, that mucus is such a nasty taste. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm still getting over that, but for the most part, I'm over it. You know what I'm saying? I, I know I no longer have a sore throat. I'm coughing because of all the shit stuck in my chest. You know, I take medicine when I really need to. I'm not, I'm not really... Uh, cool with the meds like that unless you're talking about weed i'll smoke weed but um yeah i'm back man it's saturday and um we have no more disclaimers for this episode for for the episodes going forward at least until i uh I make a new one a one that is modified for the crash out coliseum but i will say this though it is saturday it's the 16th it is the 16th. We got nine. Is it nine days till Christmas? Am I bugging? It's the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Nine days until Christmas. Right? And I'm back. How about that? How about that? With another episode, another edition of The Crimson. Capsule Chapel, nigga. Now, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me play my shit. Hold up, hold up. good to be back in better health and better with better with a better heart a better mind and a better spirit than the previous week um like i said we're talking about alex jones today um later on i still got the diddy documents i still want to go over them just to kind of laugh at like the freak off shit i'm not gonna lie that shit is funny to me um and uh, go over a few other things. 
but I'm not going to really continue to go into the Diddy route until something else comes up. But there has been a, a criminal, alleged criminal investigation being brought on Diddy. I'm not sure if that's a real source or not, <clears throat> but we'll get into that later on uh, tonight. All right. Um, shit, we got we got some shit to go through. Uh, 27 minutes and two seconds of content. Both videos involve Alex Jones. Let me go into my notes so I can shout out the content creators who are involved. Shout out to the Cartier family. Cartier, C-A-R-T-I-E-R -E family and Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore is, he white, he white. He's a white man. Uh, I believe he's conservative. You know, the only type of white people I really deal with. Um, you know, um, the, the man that's responsible for the term that I heard for the first time and I still use to this day, limousine liberal classic. Just I, I will hit the button, but he deserves my clap, my round of applause. Absolutely incredible. Um, the limousine liberal. Um, he pointed out Joy Behar for being a limousine liberal. You know, this guy's pretty brutal, but he's going to be going over all the times that Alex Jones was right. You know, it's funny. Shout out to Tucker Carlson. He's had an interview with Alex Jones recently. And, you know, he acknowledged the fact that, hey, you know, you were right about X, Y and Z. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, we got Alex Jones chilling episode. Share with your Democratic friends. I believe that is from Cartier family. Jimmy Dore. Alex Jones got all these predictions right. That video from Jimmy Dore is called Alex Jones got all these predictions right. Could Alex Jones be um, a part of the conservative showcase with the Crimson Capsule Chapel? I think so. Is this a conservative, uh, a Crimson Capsule Chapel conservative showcase? This might be. I haven't decided yet, but we are about to jump in. A lot of a whole lot of shenanigans. You know, Alex Jones is that nigga. All right. So without further ado, let's jump right into the shenanigans, the fuckery, the chicanery, the nonsense, the truth. Alex Jones, Cartier family. Let's get it. Dom Lucas, Lucre? I don't even see where you're at. <laughs> Man, Alex Jones have been dropping. Is it Lucas? He happens to be on nah. Twitter. It's Lucre, isn't it? Lucre, I think so. That's what it looks like. Is it A at the end or S? I can't see. It's an E. It's an E. Okay, uh, well, his title since he got he got on the InfoWars, guys. His title was Alex Jones talking about my theory on how Democrats are trying to divide America by using their history of control of the black community as the blueprint of white America and how they destroyed Black Wall Street, Oklahoma, and Single Village, New York. Wow, I ain't never heard about Sick. Have I heard about Sick Village? I'm not. Hmm. Me either. I know he's up there with actually saying care on the followers. You know, he's up there in followers yeah, for sure. Million. My brother need a fresh. Y'all gonna follow that man? Let's see what he has to say, man. Because the Oklahoma bombing. I find it. I find it so bizarre, but so great to hear black people talk about Alex Jones. Right? It's bizarre because. Years ago, those same people may have gotten the impression that he's some type of white nationalist or some type of racist, and it, that was never the case. 
I just find it very bizarre, but interesting and good. I find it to be a very good thing that a lot of the blacks, especially the youth, you hear the black folks talk about a lot of the black people today talking about Thomas Sowell. A lot of black people today are talking about Jesse Lee Peterson and and Larry Elder and, and all these other prominent, important black people that have been shadowed by others for how they speak. And now we are reacting to it today. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Yeah, a lot of people like to talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, 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 the damn conspiracy sound on there. That sound, man. That's oh, man, I put that shit. Facts. Facts. Anytime you hear that music, that you already know it's some like conspiracy shit or it's a fucking stupid Andrew Tate video, a stupid Andrew Tate 30 minutes short about going to the gym and not being a beta and all this other stupid shit. As soon as you hear the music, listen, listen. The Oklahoma bombing. A lot of people like to talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma bombing. Black people got bombed for being black and having their own civilization, whatever, this and that. But you know something that the Democrats feel the mission is that the governor that ordered for the National Guard to do the bombing was a Democrat, James B.A. Robertson. Go ahead. And he served from 1919 to 1923. Go ahead. He was actually the individual that offered all. Go ahead. Yep, go ahead. Yep. You know what's funny? I heard this video a couple nights ago. This uneducated black woman, and I'll just say it just like that. I'm not going to call her out of her name. Uneducated is bad enough. <clears throat> this uneducated black woman comes on. She's talking about, yeah, we got to do something for this country. We got to vote because back in the day we was we was being we was being harassed for voting. We was being harassed for giving our opinion. You were being harassed by the Democrats. Ma'am, you were being harassed by the Democrats to vote for the Democrats when they found out most of the blacks at the time were conservatives and voted Republican. The the numbers economically, household wise, socially was 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 above and beyond. I've said it before. Two parent households stayed families stayed together. The black men were working. The black women were taking care of the house, taking care of the kids. The man would bring home the bacon and everything was good. It wasn't until niggas flipped Democrat to where shit got twisted. The government programs took place. The Welfare Act was put into power and all these Negroes who called themselves militant are getting a fucking check every month. You niggas ain't militant. It ain't happening. Those blacks to get bombed. Seneca Village used to be, well, Central Park in New York used to be Seneca Village, used to be a black village. Oh, wait, stop, stop. I'm going to stop interrupting. Start over. People that don't know about Black Wall Street and things getting bombed. That's why LBJ said decades Mm. later, we got to get them on welfare because blacks have built their. I'm not for segregation. What did I just talk about, my nigga? What the fuck? Yo, this is how I know I'm cooking. What the fuck? I didn't listen to this before either. What the fuck am I talking about? The only person I didn't mention was LBJ. And y'all niggas know I like to mention that white devil. And that's the only white man besides Joe Biden that I'm going to call white devil. White people, I'm not racist. I support Donald Trump. Nigga, what the fuck? What else do you expect? All right. Like, look. All right. LBJ. He's going to have Democrats voting 
Wait, hold up, hold up. No, 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 no. Nah, we ain't gonna do that. Uh, uh-uh, we ain't gonna do that. And Google Calendar, I don't know why y'all like to update my shit when I don't ask y'all to, but I would ask y'all to stop, especially while I'm recording. That would be wonderful, you know. Um, let's look up LBJ. <clears throat> Blacks voting Democrat. Yeah, let me let me read y'all. Let me read y'all something real quick. All right. For a lot of you liberals, a lot of you black liberals, so-called black Democrats still on the plantation. Huh. Crazy. What a joke. What a fucking joke. Can't believe this shit. Y'all Negroes, y'all out here really supporting these these bastards, man. Y'all Negroes really be out here supporting these bastards. See, I, I was listening to um, I was listening to Brother Professor Griff last night, so I'm very turned up. I'm very turned up. You know what I mean? I'm thugged out and I'm pissed off. That's all I'm going to say. I'm thugged out and I'm pissed off. You people were lied to. Okay? That's all it breaks down to, right? You people were lied to. And, and, and now we got to start exposing this shit. Now we got to start exposing this shit. Because if we don't, the young ones, they're going to be brain damaged like everybody else. Everybody else is fucking brain dead, brain damaged. You know what I mean? That's just a fucking truth. You got, I'll have those niggers voting Democrat for the next 200 years. That's a Lyndon B. Johnson quote himself. I'll have those niggers voting Democrat for the next 200 years. Lyndon B. Johnson, the same man who later created the Welfare Act. I mean, this is the guy who rolled out welfare on the red carpet. He's the one that premiered it. He's the one that kept the blacks in the project homes, the Section 8s. He's the one responsible. He's the one responsible. Let me let me exit out. Um, stupid sound shit because it never <clears throat> this audio booster never works. But he's the one. Lyndon B. Johnson was the one to bring on the Welfare Act. The same Lyndon B. Johnson that said. He's going to have niggers, ER, I'm sure he said a hard ER too. He's going to have niggers voting Democrat for the next 200 years. Are y'all paying attention? Are y'all listening? Are y'all paying attention? Shit about to get wacky right now. Shit about to get wacky right now. All right. But that which didn't kill you made you stronger. It's in the history books. And my dad saw it growing up in East Texas. Black people had hotels and restaurants as nice as the white people's. And there was elite jealousy. Yes. Mm. Yes. Confirmed. 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 I said the same thing. I didn't go as far as businesses being owned. Families being made. Families staying together. 
was a big deal with with the black community at one time. And not all white people were like jealous of it, but they noticed like, wow. Not that they were surprised. It would be surprised today to see black folks staying together, family staying, you know, family staying together, community staying together. But it's too fucking late for all that. It's too late for that. Now, now niggas like me, I was going to say blacks like me, but I'm going to be honest. Now niggas like me got to bring the revolution back. But this ain't from the left. But now a Negro got to bring the revolution back. We're moving with the insight of Malcolm X through the eyes and through the lens of people like Malcolm X warning us about the white liberals, about the liberal in general. This isn't really about race, but to be specific, we're connecting the dots. We're talking about Black Wall Street. We're we're talking about a whole bunch of crazy shit. But a lot of these things were kicked off by the elite. By taking advantage of capitalism, by believing in the conservative ideologies, the liberals, they believe in these socialist ideologies. They felt like they needed a piece of the pie. It was them that was burning. It was them that was rioting. They felt like they were the ones that was deserving. And so and so for those that don't know history, tell them, tell them about the sabotage of black civilization. So right before, you know, the civil rights, so not the civil rights, so before segregation and everything, we actually had the Civil Rights Act 1964. Now, the thing about the Civil Rights Act 1964 was introduced with LBJ, which is conveniently after JFK was assassinated. Go ahead. The problem with that is it's all connected. It's all connected. JFK got his head blown off. We already talked about this days ago. JFK got his head blown off. JFK got his snot box rocked. JFK got his TV turned off. Shout out to Son Campbell. He got his snot box rocked. All right. Thoughts all over the back of the seat, that car. And I'm not trying to be funny when I say this. It, it, it is what it is. And JFK, you know, outside of a few others, is one of my favorite presidents. And I didn't care that he was Democrat because I didn't know the difference between a Democrat and Republican at that time. I saw this man and what he stood for. You know, I seen people throughout history of what I learned. People like MLK that was on the same playing field. Malcolm X, who was completely opposite at first. Then he came back from Mecca and was on the same accord. Lyndon B. Johnson. Guys like Lyndon B. Johnson. Guys like J. Edgar Hoover did not want these people to be in power. They did not want to see the next black messiah. COINTELPRO. They didn't want to see that. So they just started wiping niggas out. And that's how you see these Jesse Jacksons, you see these Al Sharptons, how they still alive. Because they sold out because they're a bunch of coons. That's why. Fuck what you heard. Fuck what you heard. Fuck what you heard. That's how Jesse Jackson, this is this is this is big shit, right? So everybody, Sam Coakley. People that don't, know, that don't know, I'm dropping names and I'm dropping facts. I'm just saying that right now. Sam Coakley went over this special about the boule and about these black prominent celebrities and entertainers 
who have their own little network. They have their own Illuminati, if you will. They have a secret society, a secret organization within the society. And that people like Jesse Jackson were single-handedly an accessory or pretty much a access into the assassination of Martin Luther King. These Negroes think that all of us are dumb. And I'm not talking about these. I'm talking about these uppity Negroes. They think all of us are dumb. They got to say something and incorporate race so all the black people can get riled up. I'm not that type of Negro. Okay. These other niggas, they sit back and they spectate. They're not really about shit. They're not for a cause. They're not for anything. They're NPCs for real, for real. These are people that you don't even you don't even need to have conversation with. It's like it's like talking to a fucking robot that's programmed to say something back to you. These niggas are all programmed. So today everybody's like all these blacks. They're all these like democratic blacks. I'm like confused. I'm scared. Like I'm like, what's going on? Do y'all want to go back to slavery? Cause that's where y'all going. Y'all fucking with these Democrats. Y'all niggas gonna really end up back up. Y'all gonna be y'all gonna be back in the chains, man. Fuck it. I'm like Joe Biden, man. You fucking with these Democrats, these crackers are gonna put you back in the chains, man. Alright? That's all I'm gonna say. Respectfully. Respectfully, of course. You know, I I don't I don't want to get too, you know, too burnt out over this, but this shit is a subject and a topic that I've been talking about for years. There are FBI documents that somewhat validate that LBJ was a Klan's member, Kegel, of the Klan's. Okay. That's neither here nor there if that's true or not. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, he said he'll have niggers voting Democrat for the next 200 years, dude. Does it matter if he's a Klansman? Shit, I know I know. there's probably a Klansman that goes, damn, this thing is out of pocket. Like, what? Like, yo, like, if he was a Klansman, if he was a Boy Scout, he was the president of the United States. And see, America got to realize that, and America has to recognize that. We're not trying to take a time machine and go back, but I want you white people to realize y'all had some racist motherfuckers that was in position. And no, it wasn't no fucking Donald J. Trump. You niggas need to shut the fuck up. All you white people out there, you white liberals need to shut the fuck up. Look up Lyndon B. Johnson and realize that, yeah, there was a real racist in the White House. There was a real racist in the White House. But y'all don't want that. That's the problem with a lot of people today. They want to know what's going on now, but they have no clue on what's going on and what went on before that. Sometimes you got to go back to realize where we're going. That's just that's just that's natural. That's the whole that's the whole premises of history and learning history. But don't get caught up in what happened in the past and be blindsided by something that's in front of you in the future. But all these shiftless Negroes and these pandering white liberals, they all sit back. They talk about how the Republicans are racist and Trump's a racist and they don't know their own history, apparently. 
apparently they don't know their own history. So I got to always reiterate it to these ignorant bastards so they can understand the shit. Because if not, who's going to tell them? Who's going to tell them? There's a lot of racism throughout his history. But prior to You know, it's funny how and um, like how, for example, before like Civil War and all that shit, there was like two separate entities of industry, right? There was more like homegrown, which was farming, crops, cotton, tobacco, um, more vibrant fruits and vegetables and things like that, essentially homegrown products. And then you had the industrial industry and the industrial industry was known for, of course, the unions, the, those up north, the Yankees, um, the factories, things like that. And people were so pressed on the technology and the industrialism that the industries brought in the north. So they went up north. But a lot of those people didn't realize that. You want land that can grow crops. You're, you're, we as Americans don't understand this, right? That there was a time that if we had a patch of dirt on our property, well, shit, that's a potential, uh, uh, um, that's a potential, uh, pumpkins, uh, that's potential lettuce, that's potential tomatoes, that's, and that was profitable and each person in their communities and each person in their areas had their own things. Oh, well, you know, Tish down the street, she has oranges and I got Sandra two blocks away. She has the tomatoes and she has the grapes and all these things kept everybody afloat. Right. Because number one is natural food. So you technically can't starve. And it's a resource that other people want. <laughs> While people left their farmland down south, and this is kind of like post-Civil War, if you think about it, some of the Southerners left the south because the war was over, and they wanted to see what the North was about. They wanted to see the industries. But those people failed because they left something that was like cash crop. That's all it is. It's a cash crop. 
Whatever you grow can make money. Versus you go into a building depending on a machinery to make you money. That, that machinery can break down. That machinery can malfunction. The dirt given to us by the most high that grows plants, that grows fruits and vegetables will always be there. <laughs> so it, it's just something to think about. Random, kind of random, kind of connected, but I just want y'all to think about that. Because it's, 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 it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, right? Because a lot of people knew, like myself, like slavery wasn't the main slavery wasn't the main priority of the Civil War, but it was a priority. And, you know, whether these people, you know, these black uneducated blacks don't realize it. You had a lot of whites. Um, Julius S. Grant, a lot of his troops was going down there and saving the slaves and they were getting caught by these people and being hung alongside of the blacks. They're not going to teach you that in the history book. <laughs> They're not going to teach you that in the history book, right? Because it's all black and white. Unemployment rate for black people are way higher than it. But you know why? It's because of welfare. <laughs> wow. Hey, man. Hey, they got us, man. Hey, wouldn't it be Johnson? Then he a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, he did. <laughs> Well, we're gonna put the end of this shit if the nigga wanna work. But could some of the statistics be kinda altered though? Because <laughs> it, you can keep more record of it, you know, doing technology. So a lot of things that, could be altered. It's a lot of, I don't know, man. Hey man, hey, Thomas 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 said it. Thomas Thomas said it. Thomas 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 I've said all this shit, by the way, as well. Shout out. Look, Thomas Soul, he's he's like the OG of this shit. I ain't going to hold you. Thomas Thomas Soul's the OG of this shit. Um, what did, how many times do I have to say it? In 20s, 30s, 40s, black households were the most together. Um, there was little to no marriages at a wedlock. And... I'm just saying, coincidentally enough, most of the people, most of the black people who lived that way had conservative values and voted Republican. It's the truth. Just saying. Like, rate all the rates were better men. I, I, I personally think. So like, what changed? I personally think. Like, what changed? The culture I personally think. Was it racism? The culture thinks people value. People want to be rappers and football players and basketball players. They don't want to go to Definitely school like, and be doctors and lawyers and, and surgeons. They don't want to do that. I, I would say I would. They don't want to do that. I would argue that it still was from the Democrats. People, people think they're purposely putting these things out there, like you said, welfare, things like that, so that they won't believe in capitalism. Like education. Hip hop is American culture. Your your team, the black team, y'all automatically <coughs> you know. Right, so let's just here you go. Take this free. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I think all that shit's stupid to me. No, I actually was watching a movie this morning. I'm gonna go be a rapper. Cause oh, I can't don't talk make about it, it bro. No, well, no, no, not that movie. Not that movie. I'm gonna go be a rapper. The Johnson family again, and the older dad. He was talking to little Bow Wow, and it was kind of weird because Bow Wow grew up in a good home, and the guy, the dad, was just like. 
why are you playing that music? And he started putting on Earth, Wind, and Fire, and then the kid hey. was just wanted to play that bullshit hip hop. He was like, I can't listen to that rap because y'all listen to. That was and me he, and my and just the way he was acting, he had the twist in his hair. He was just, you know what I'm saying? It just messed me up. I was like, damn. They, they just showed us right here. All right, first of all, first of all, ain't no rap group can ever really be, create, uh, be compared to Earth, Wind, and Fire. I could probably bump Earth, Wind, and Fire probably any time of the year, as well as um, James Brown, uh, the JBs. As I can, I can keep going. Like Jesus Christ, Herbie Hancock. Like yo, I know music that I shouldn't know. Right, like <laughs> Parliament Funkadelic. I know music that I shouldn't know. I'm 35. I shouldn't know that shit. You know what I mean? But that shit I listen to over hip hop, over any hip hop realistically but then if you listen to the essence of hip-hop before this shit is today you hear the sound and the soul and the energy and the vibratory frequency of the earth wind and fires of the james browns of the uh isley brothers and all this other shit man nothing is new under the sun nothing everything is recreated every everything on accident is recreated. That's how unoriginal human beings really are. If you think about it, will you ever hear somebody say, yo, like I always say, and they say something that somebody else has said, like, it's not, it's not nothing that they created, but since they're the only person that heard them say it, they're the only person that said it. That's how crazy we are. It's been movie, yeah. man. Uh, uh. Man, <laughs> that movie was. Uh, it's 1990 to showed that the black labor force participation rates was higher than any of those of the rights. So there were more black people that was working. 1950, 70% of all black men and 18% all black women had been married. Pregnancies had been decreasing, both poverty and dependency were declining, and black income was raising in both absolutely relative terms. In 1965, 76.4% of black children were born to married women. And that's just 1965. And it's strange to me. I mean, these stats are just wrong. All right, we're going to move on soon because there's too much talking going on. There's like four or five niggas talking. But what he's pretty much saying is all right, so before the Welfare Act and before black men were locked up in large numbers for child support and fuckery let's be honest the black men i'm gonna tell y'all straight up and listen you women can get mad at me all you want i don't give a fuck i'm not here to impress y'all i don't give a shit about y'all on a sense of trying to be a beacon i don't give a fuck i'm just gonna say what what i need to say and y'all just gonna take it how it is man um these these fucking these fucking black women Back in the in the sixties, were the ones to sell the black man out for child support and government benefiting. I mean, government benefits and all that other type of bullshit, man. Let's stop playing games, man. Let's stop fucking playing around. Because if black women said no, we're gonna stay with our man. You know, we're gonna get through what we gotta get through. If everything would been, if Lyndon B. Johnson never existed, I hate to say it, but he's a fucking cocksucking white piece of shit. That nigga never existed, you know, the blacks would have been a lot better off, man. The blacks would have been a lot better off because we would have we would have had to do what we've been doing throughout the years, throughout the decades in this country, and that's just get through it. Um 
when the so-called when the so-called white man or the so-called white liberal comes down and offers you free shit, you think it's just free, but it comes at a cost, man. Everything's free. You ever notice? You notice that everything that is free usually comes at a cost. Freedom of speech comes at a cost. Ask these celebrities who speak out. That's why I said it before. Matter of fact, since we're doing a multi-dimensional type of episode, I've asked a question. Um, I asked a question, I think, earlier this week about why do celebrities have to be blackballed in order to be truthful? Why does it take a celebrity to be blackballed? In other words, cast out, ostracized in order for that man to finally speak out and say something meaningful and say something truthful and expose what's really going on. Of course, we'll tie in. Like I said, this is a multidimensional type of episode. So so ride with me. We're going to be talking about a lot of things and all gas, no brakes, by the way, with this episode, because it's already 40 minutes in. Um. The Diddy situation, right? So there's a there's footage of an old party. Everybody knows about the clip with Kevin Hart and um, Diddy and Usher and the pause worthy moment, the Rainbow Ranger like moment. And nobody's seen like the, the like like like. And we went over that other guy. That guy's crazy. Like, he was talking about the freak-offs, like, 2018. So, we can pretty much confirm that. You understand? Now, how many of those celebrities, hell, including Kevin Hart, hell, including Usher, including Trey Songs, and all these other niggas that was there at, at that party that had the bathtub with all the candles lit around, when we go when we go through the documents more later on tonight, you're going to know why that's significant. Because when Cassie was talking about the settings and how these events looked and what was going on in the events and all this other shit, I'm talking about the freak offs. These events, by the way, um, excuse me, let me let me do that again. Um, these events that I'm talking about are the giant freak offs, right? Giant freak offs, giant freak offs. Giant freak offs. You know what I mean? And anything for the moolah. Anything for the moolah. Basura. Anything for the moolah. All right. How many celebrities, entertainers, movie stars, sports athletes, politicians, maybe, was at these freak offs, these Diddy Festival freak offs? And why is nobody speaking out about it? Because none of these celebrities have been blackballed yet. None of these celebrities that's been to the Diddy parties has been seen at the Diddy parties. Now, they've been seen with Diddy, but, you know, if he's an entertainer and he's in the hip hop industry, why wouldn't he, if he's at his highest level, be seen with Diddy? The behind the scenes shit. There's not a lot of people who's gotten like, like I'll put it to you like this. What I thought was going to happen didn't happen, but it almost happened in which I believe that it was going to be a domino effect. We hear about Diddy one. We hear about Diddy 
and Cassie cool. Now all these other celebrities will get exposed and all this other shit. Didn't work like that. Apparently Diddy was out here doing some wicked shit and he just kept piling bodies. Like, yo, after the fifth allegation, I'm like, yo, this nigga's done. He's fried. He doesn't even have to. They said this nigga is now, they said this nigga now is on damn near on suicide watch. He's damn near on suicide watch. And it's not because of the things he's done. It's because he got caught. It's how evil these people are. These niggas are demons. And y'all out here, you know, idolatry, worshiping these niggas. Despicable, man. Despicable. I want to bring up something that a content creator known by the alias Black Dot had said. Is it real or just real? Think about what I just said. Is it real? R-E-A-L. Or is it just real? R-E-E-L. Okay? Yeah, I'm sick with it. (laughs) Is it real or is it really real? Is it reality? Or is it just something real? As in something on camera. As in something phony. Is it all a distraction? Right? Is it all a distraction? Is it just something that we're supposed to look at to take us away from the bigger picture of what's going on around us? Once we start looking into something instead of just looking at something, then we understand details, right? Then we have uh, we have a foundation on what to work on. We have something to build upon with such foundation, right? With such foundation... With such groundwork, dig the analogies, right? Off the top of the head. With such groundwork, we create a foundation. A strong, grounded foundation. And from that strong, grounded foundation, we can begin to build. Some people want to build without a foundation. So their houses is falling apart. Their lives aren't leveled. They're a little lopsided. But not here. Okay. But not here. So when all these, um, you know, allegations come up, it doesn't matter how many allegations come up. In fact, to be honest with you, the more allegations that come up, the more... I won't be convinced by whatever a person is saying unless they have legit evidence. These alleged 17-year-old that was pictured with Diddy on his lap, like, yeah, there's that's evidence. That's, that's as much evidence as you can really get. I mean, you know, just saying. Uh, other situations, it's kind of going to be like, you know, a cash grab, sort of like clout chase. Clout chase slash cash grab, without a doubt. Um... You know what? I was going to say no gas, no brakes, but um, we will call this um, segment one. Segment two, we're going to get more in specifics with Alex Jones, because that's what I really wanted it to be about. But then it turned into some racial shit. So I had to get very, you know, I had to become very rebellious 
you know, I do consider myself and a few others to be the real revolution, you know, the real representation of black independence, um, the real representation of anti-democratic uh, plantation mentality, um, the real definition of anti-cooning, all right, pro-America, anti-cooning, pro-people of America, you know what I mean? Pro-people of America. Anything outside of the country is not of high priority. And that's just a fact. Y'all niggas get stuck with everything else going on in other countries because y'all niggas are stupid. Oh, man, Ukraine. Look what Ukraine is going through. Nigga, we're broke. What are you talking about? Fuck the Ukraine. We're broke. Oh, man, Israel bombing. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's cool and all. I mean, like, and that ain't cool. But, you know, that's crazy. That's fucked up. But, yo, we're still broke. Why are we giving money to these people? We can't give them any money. We're broke. We're broke. They got people talking about they cutting down on costs for the holidays, my nigga. We're broke. You know, people are trying to figure out, do I have enough gas to go to work for the rest of the week? Or can I go and grab a couple of things from the grocery store? Y'all got to wake up. Y'all got to wake up. Anyway, man, this is the end of part one. I'm really on some black Alex Jones shit right now. Um, segment two coming up. Y'all stay tuned. Don't go anywhere to be continued and be right back. Hey, yo, I'm thinking about doing something special for today. And I'm thinking about making a three parter. This is this will just be experimental. We will see who participates with this three-parter episode, but I'm just saying we're going to do three parts. I think it's necessary uh, because of, you know, a lot of hits and misses throughout the week with the episodes. And now that I have time to really like lay some shit down, I'm going to do that. All right. So keep that in mind. But with that being said, I'm back and I want to jam out again. I want to jam out again. Um, I want to find 295 South since the last beat that you heard in the beginning of the last segment was technically called 295 North. But I don't I don't think I got it here, which is bullshit because I played it before last time. It's interesting. I'm about to give up. And wait a minute. Oh, here it is. 295 South. We only gonna play a little bit. I played it here before, but it got a bounce to it. You know what I'm saying? It, it got a knock. It got a bounce to it. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to rock with this real quick. Hold on. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. We need to build a wall. Hey.
here come the hook. Uh. Hey. 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 I just wanted to play that 295 vibes. You dig? Hold up. Hold up. One more. One more hook. One more hook. One more hook. Mm. It's that bounce, man. Shout out to the West Coast, man. They said the left side's the best side. I don't know. It still takes ES to say West. And ES is East side. Alright? That's all I'm gonna say. Very West Coast inspired instrumental. From an East Coast nigga. You know what I mean? Mm. This is my favorite part. This is my favorite part coming up. Hold up. Hey. professional like right so yo so I, I i just thought about it like yeah we're gonna do uh we're gonna do a three-parter for this episode um actually i may not though i don't know because <clears throat> i still kind of want to enjoy the rest of the day i got i got like a, i got like a few things that i still got to do i think i don't think i'm gonna waste too much time and make it like a project or anything like that. But I still got a couple things I got to do. If I'm not going to do it today, then I'll have to do it tomorrow. But that ain't a big deal. I want to continue going over topic. Alex Jones. Shout out to the Cartier family. Now we're going over Jimmy Doors. Uh, Uh, I guess, perspective of such man like Alex Jones, a very controversial individual. He's a very burnt out individual. But it's a more political burnout than just out here wilding the fuck out for no reason. So 
shout out to Alex Jones. All right, shout out, shout out to Alex Jones. You know what I mean? Shout out to Alex fucking Jones. And um, Jimmy Dore is going to be talking about the predictions that Alex Jones was right about. Jimmy Dore. Um, D-O-R-E. Jimmy Dore. And uh, without further ado, you already know, let's continue the foolishness, the fuckery, the chicanery. All right? Like coonery, everything. Let's continue the madness. So, look at this. Tucker interviewed uh, Alex Jones the other day. By the way, got him reinstated back on... Uh, oh, we should do that next. Right. Uh, got him reinstated back on Twitters. And uh, and I'm not calling it X. Yeah, I'm dead naming it. I'm that's right. Twitter. That's right. We're dead naming it. As Kurt says, I'm going so far as I'm not even saying Malcolm X anymore. I'm Malcolm s- Twitter. That's right. The great Malcolm Twitter. The great Malcolm Twitter. Uh, so here, but he played this Corn clip balls. during that interview. Look at all the uh, predictions that Alex Jones actually got right. People of September, that the new policy is being written. You will all have to wear masks again, and so will airport employees. It's happening. Mask mandates are officially back. We know the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to blow up airliners, Baltimore Sun. This is when Alex Jones became a cold nigga. Like, from this point going forward, people were like, damn, this nigga was spitting. Like, yo, niggas had to sit back and go, damn, I got to go back. Like, damn, he brought up the mask. Years before the shit happened, he brought up, he brought up Corona nineteen. He didn't he didn't call it Corona nineteen though. He brought up a airborne virus that was coming to the country that came from the areas of China and Russia, and how possibly both sides can be in cahoots of whatever the fuck is going on. Then we find out the Wuhan labs. Then we find out Anthony Fauci's crooked ass. This nigga Alex Jones was cooking, bro. This nigga's like the Iron Chef. This nigga was cooking and finessing the entire time. Nobody was listening, though. But now y'all listening. You let some terrorist group do it, like the World Trade Center. We know who to blame. And if there was an outside threat like a Bin Laden, who's an own CIS in the 80s. This group and its leader. Go ahead. person named Osama Bin Laden. He's the boogeyman they need. We're looking at a giant. How the hell he's a, he's a, did he know that? Because they were, uh, for the same reason that George Bush and other should have known it, because they everyone knew it. Apparently, it was a warning, and these groups that we funded, we knew were, you know, talking about doing something like this. <laughs> so you don't have to be a prophet. I mean, it, it, every single time, nah, it's like all the him, things bro. are right there. If someone feels like looking at it, whoever this guy is, like, don't discredit Alex Jones because. And these are the type of people that I don't respect because you can tell by how he was talking, how how he's talking now that when all the things was going on and what Alex Jones was saying, he didn't believe it. He went along with the opposition. But once everybody else started realizing it, he kind of went, oh, well, he didn't you know, really predict it. Like, come on. This nigga's a hater to prevent. But they just never want to do it. So it's kind of like October 7th also. I mean, they without had, fail, I can't they had the literal, thing. They had the literal blueprint of the plan that yeah, Hamas it's, had. It's aspirational. 
I have a, I, I have a theory about this because there were a lot of people in New York before 9-11. This is like an untold story of 9-11. A lot of people were saying that New York was going to get hit by a major terrorist attack. Like th this was a pretty conventional. I mean, to go even deeper. <coughs> and depending on what sources you know about. And where you get your sources from, a lot of people, either two nights or a night before the attacks, were given calls and told not to go to work that day. These these things are confirmed. There have been people who have worked in high level positions, of course, because they always save the higher ups. And they were told, hey, September 11th. May not want to go to work. And that was it. Some of those people went to work anyway. And yeah, others took heed. And um, yeah. Others will say, well, they found thermite paint. And I'm not getting on no uh, <laughs> Jesse Ventura shit. This isn't, you know. What is that show called? Was it just called Conspiracy Theories or some shit? <coughs> um, but, you know, there was a lot of things that could have been implemented in a demolition. Um, building 7, I believe it was Building 7, randomly exploded as well. Now, some people say... Well, that's the fire and the flames coming from the buildings and this and that. And it's like, yeah, that could be a thing. Yes. But they weren't like just burned a little bit from the da from the damages around it. It was completely tore down like somebody, you know, demolition. Now, 9-11 was something that I learned about later on in life. I'm like one block two. I'm like two blocks away. I'm two blocks away from the middle school that I went to growing up. <clears throat> I was in seventh grade on September 11, 2001. I knew I knew about New York. I know what the Twin Towers were, you know, because I was a kid then. So to me, it was the Twin Towers. Right. So when we came, it was me. Um a childhood friend that I knew for from for years since like kindergarten or first grade. We sit down, class TV's on. I'm like, yeah, we watching a video today? Because we were in a social studies uh, class. And I'll never forget, uh, Steinhouse was actually secretly, secretly she was one of my favorite teachers, but Almost in a sense, because she was my favorite teacher, I always got on her nerves. But she would never kick me out of class. She would never do anything. But she was a Jewish lady, right? And we watched um, a lot of videos about the Holocaust and the concentration camps and all the graphic videos. And it's still, like, it's burned in my mind today. So I don't really... I can never consider myself anti-Semitic, but there's a lot of things with the Jewish communities that I find a little bit hypocritical. I don't take away whatever, well, not whatever. I wouldn't take away the horrific events that took place, you know, by these, you know, kraut Nazi scum. 
right? I'm not taking away that, but I'm saying those days are done, just like how slavery is done. I'm not bitching about slavery, so I want to hear these people talk about the fucking Holocaust. You know, that may sound fucked up, but, you know, that's how I'm living. I'm living for, for the now and for the foreseeable future. I don't give a shit about what my family's been through. If I'm not going through that conflict, why would I care about it? I could care about it and have sympathy for those that went through it, but I don't have to have the anger and hold the anger of them while I'm living in a fortunate situation or unfortunate circumstances that I'm living in today. We as blacks got to really leave the slavery shit alone. I mean, civil rights, I guess you can stick to that. I mean, at least that's close. That's like, you know, somewhat recent. Like, fuck slavery. Jesus Christ. Like, What are we doing? What's going on here? What's going on with the blacks? You know what I mean? Despicable. Wisdom kind of thing. I actually have a video of a show that went on in one of my theaters where the guy did a monologue about it about how we all know that we're going to get hit by a terrorist attack. That was about a year before 9-11. You know, to, to get a job in the CIA or the FBI, um, one of the questions they ask you is if you've ever smoked pot. First of all, I'm very interested in, <clears throat> like, what news was going on? Because you got to think, 2000 was a crazy year, right? Like, am I the only person that thought that 2000 was just a crazy year? Because... In year 2000, it was supposed to be the end of the world, right? Y2K, right? All the computers were supposed to go out, which, by the way, we have more We have more evidence that that time is more so a danger now than it was the year 2000. But people don't think about it like that. Everything we have is dependent on grids, and they create these smart grids and these smart cities that have what's supposed to be like the endless endless technology and, you know, solar panels and all these things that, you know, are supposed to be the alternatives of using too much electricity and energy. Reality of it is you got these fruitcakes. They're like, hey, we need we need electric cars. Nigga, go ride a go-kart, pussy. Fuck out of here. Get a moped. Beat it. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a gas vehicle. You see this? That's a gas vehicle, nigga. Ain't no... You ever you ever seen a, a Tesla? They're like that's, that, that's that's how it sounds when you rev it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's a ghost car. What the fuck is like Teslas? I'm sorry, Elon. I'm sorry. We gotta talk. I'm sorry. The e homes though, the e houses, uh, the foldable houses, the foldable homes. I'm still invested in that. But these Teslas, trash. Smart cars and all this other madness. Go to the store, buy Mario Kart, and, and just and just do that all day. Stay off the road with those cars, man. Yeah, one car, one car had tried to cut me off one time. Cause sometimes I go on the highway, you know, you know, I feel like driving. You know what I'm saying? It'd be one of those nights. I feel like driving, and you know, I'm driving. 295, of course, you know, I think I was going 295 north instead of 295 south, though. And, you know, just driving. Get this shitty ass fucking Tesla behind me and shit. Pull it up. So I'm just I just I just gun it like, yo, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean, like, I don't even want to be in front of a fucking Tesla in front of behind. I'm getting around it and I'm moving forward. 
So I ended up, you know, getting around them. This little shitty ass Teslas. That's how that shit sounds. Fucking te- y'all niggas that have Teslas, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. Nigga, I got a gas powered vehicle and I will race you and I will win. I will race you and I will win the race. Because with a Tesla, it's like this is a scrimmage. It's like it's like it's like it's like it's a scrimmage. Like it's 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 light work. You know what I mean? I don't care if that shit is that American? Teslas aren't American cars, aren't they? They shouldn't be. I hope they're not. Shouldn't be. It's embarrassing. Fucking Teslas. Under even <clears throat> psychedelic drugs, if you've ever done anything like that, and if you say yes, you're out. Um, I don't think anybody who got through high school without smoking a joint is going to have the imagination to really project what terrorists are likely to do. I think you wind up with a lot of very uncreative, very flatline kind of people. All right, that's all right. So anyway, back in the two thousands, like I was getting into with how crazy two thousand was. I would be very interested in what media was out, what mainstream media platform was big at that time. Of course, I know it would be CNN and Fox, but what was their narrative, right? We know the narrative of both networks today, given the presidents that we, the president that we have and the president that we had previously. But just at that time, you would guess what the 2000s is a... It's that Clinton, Clinton, that's, that's Clinton to Bush, right? That's Clinton to Bush. That's Clinton to Bush. I know media had to be crazy back in the day. The Monica Lewinsky shit was probably still going around. Yo, shit in the, yo, shit in the media. In like 1999 and the 2000 had to be crazy. Wow. People who just don't think outside the box. This is why after 9-11, they brought in Hollywood screenwriters to war game because they don't they don't have people who can really do that effectively. Well, so they the people they had some people that imagined it because they wrote it down and said, pass this up the chain. Yeah, and it didn't. It, people were like, shut up. It landed on George Bush's desk. It was in his briefing. Osama bin Laden set to attack inside the United States and he ignored it. I think you only move up if you're telling the guy above you what he wants to hear. That the, and they were actually the guy who he's going to move him up if he does it. They were actually doing war game scenarios where they the terrorists would take planes and fly them into buildings. Yeah. At that right. at, at the very time, I know that because of James Corbett. Let me rewind this one more time. This person named Osama bin Laden. He's the boogeyman they need. We're looking at a giant war in February right now. So I predict the Russians are going to roll in. They're already there. They're going to roll in. With the tax across the brain, <laughs> which is the size of Texas. It really was. The- <laughs> isn't, that am- isn't that amazing that he knew that that was coming? So he pre- he predicted 9-11. Yeah. He predicted Russia's invasion of uh, Donbass and uh-huh. Ukraine. Uh-huh. And everybody else is caught flat-footed. Well, the secret is, the same secret is, I don't know, everything we talked about about Ukraine for two years that just now they're all saying there's an embargo on telling 
there's like an embargo on telling the truth. They're like, don't tell the truth until this date. That's right. When and, everybody, it's cool. And you don't have to be a prophet. That's right. <laughs> you literally just look at the thing in front of your goddamn face. Uh, let me play this. Iraqis. That's just because they're getting ready to invade Iraq. What a beautiful setup. Damn. I mean, so, shit. I mean, what the fuck, guys? What the fuck? It wasn't just about, you know, um, Iraq. I think there was uh, seven countries that were invaded during the weapons of mass destruction days, which Alex Jones was on top of that because he knew nigga George Bush is a fucking fraud, just like his father. He did. He gone. Republican rhino jackasses an embarrassment, right? We know these niggas was crooked from the beginning. Like, give me a fucking break. You come, come on, man. Y'all niggas knew these niggas was crooked. But at that time, you couldn't be someone who couldn't just, you couldn't be a person who said, hey, I disagree with both sides of this shit right here. Then have a legitimate reason in which people go, damn, that does make a lot of sense. Right? Look, I'm not a Republican. But for the sake of Donald J. Trump, I will vote Republican. This isn't a secret of mine. I've talked about this openly 2020 election and how I feel, regardless of how niggas look at me, I don't give a fuck. That shit was bullshit. Trump is a real nigga. I said this before. This is this is the title of episode. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Rather than Barack Hussein Obama, I'm going to say this. I'm going to tell y'all niggas like this straight up, right? A lot of y'all niggas was lied to. I'm going to tell y'all niggas like that straight up. A lot of y'all niggas was lied to. A lot of y'all niggas was fed lies and you ate it up. And you believed what this man was saying. The change and the hope that the so-called American blacks can believe in. Because I don't go along with the African-American games. I don't fuck with Obama. Obama's African-American. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, can I give y'all a lesson briefly before we continue to move forward? Barack Obama is an African-American and most black people in this country are not. Take a deep breath. Let that let that marinate. Let that resonate with your spirit, with your heart, mind and spirit. And hear me out. Barack Obama's father is Kenyan. That would be African. Barack Obama's, Barack Obama's mother is white, Caucasian, American. African, American. See how that works? Because it's not just racial black people, it is regional. We are not African Americans. We are not African for the most part. But you people allowed these people to tell you what's what. Africa is not even the original name of the continent. 
America's not even the original name of the continent. So what is it all? We're not black in the way that black is illustrated, just like white people are not white the way that white is illustrated. But when it comes to the tricks and the words and the ways and the meanings of words and variation of words and how words are used and displayed or narrated in this case, you'll be lied to to believe that it's just white and black. For people who never seen the Malcolm X movie with Denzel Washington, see the movie. These these words were designed to put us in a particular category. What is the definition of black? What does black represent? Black represents death. Black represents decay. Black represents darkness. And black represents evil. These are Watch the movie, Malcolm X. It will point it out to you. Now look up the definition of white. White rhymes with what? Bright. White rhymes with what? Light. Okay? (laughs) White represents purity. White represents good. Now you see the words... And you see the word trick that's being played on us. So we identify with evil by definition of word. (laughs) And you guys identify as a race only within specific, without specific definition of region. What part of Africa are you from, my brother? Like what, what country within this continent of Africa are you from, my brother? Your ancestors, nine times out of ten, had feathers on their head and was hunting buffaloes, my nigga. That's a fact. And if you're a nigga from down south, you're like more like 85% accurate to what I'm saying. Your ancestors were most likely Native Americans. There were darker, let's just say darker Native Americans, which we know that they were blacks. You Negroes were lied to. So you go along with this Afrocentric bullshit. And you turn your back on your own country. This is our country. So I got Native Americans and Irish in my family. Both sides. The Irish side had it worse. I'm going to say that again. In my family, down the bloodline, my, my great aunts and great uncles, they damn near light bright. They either have half, they're either half black, half Native American, or they half black and half Irish. The half Irish and half black had it the worst growing up because they grew up in a segregated, um, you know, they grew up in harsh times. You dig? So, you know, whites and blacks being around one another wasn't a thing. You know what I'm saying? So I learned later on, you know, about, I guess, more or less my grandmother's side of the family and the Irish side that they grew up with. And, you know, I had a um, a great aunt Pauline, rest in peace, God rest the dead. 
you see this bitch, she look like, she like bright damn near white. She white, but she black. I can't explain it. She's white, but she's black. So that's why I never, I'm never color struck by shit. I got family of all fucking, you know, different shades and shit. So I don't, I don't, I don't trip off of that color shit. I let these so-called consciousness Negroes do it. These niggas are stuck on stupid any fucking way. Surprise, these people still exist. Still, they still have a platform, still have something to speak on. That's why I'm coming in. I'm just stepping on niggas next. I don't give a fuck. Most of these niggas are hypocrites anyway. Respectfully. You know. That was... Let me play one more time. Well, let's let's the that the new policies being written, you all have to wear a mask again, and cook. So will cook up. import employees. Cook it's up. happening. Mask mandates are officially back. Cook up, Alex. Now the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to blow up airliners, Baltimore Sun, <clears> where you let some terrorist group do it, like the World Trade Center. We know who to blame. And if there was an outside threat like a Bin Laden, who was a known CIA asset in the 80s, this group and its leader, a person named Osama Bin Laden, he's the boogeyman they need. We're looking at a giant war in February right now. So I predict the Russians are going to roll in. They're already there. They're going to roll in. With attacks across Ukraine, which is the size of Texas. It really was the Iraqis. That's just because they're getting ready to invade Iraq. What a beautiful setup. So, yeah, he's got a much, much, much better hit rate than Fox, CNN, and MSNBC, that's for sure. And now you know why they have to silence a guy like that. I was shocked. I did not know he predicted 9-11 and did it, did it to a T. Yeah, I um, do remember that, seeing the tapes of it when uh, I don't. years ago. And not, and not being impressed like it didn't. I was like. I'm oh, impressed. Yeah, right now. I'm impressed. <laughs> let, let me bring in uh, due dissonance. What do, you, what do you say about this? Well, I, I saw a loose change in college, and um, I had already known some of the things in there. My my one of my college friends, it was like two thousand five. He calls me up. There were no, there we didn't have texting at the time. He calls me up, Keaton. You got to... All right, loose change was um, was that the uh, I'm I'm trying to remember. I think loose change was the nine eleven shit, and um, the whole nine eleven attacks. And, you know, how certain people profited off of it. I think that was the Alex Jones video he's referring to. I know the Obama deception, that that was a big one. And I think it was from there, now that I'm able to say it, it was from that point where people said, oh, well, you know, Alex Jones, he must be a racist. Of course. Gotta be a racist, right? He's talking about Barack Obama. How dare you? You a white man? Talking about our our black president? Our so-called black president? He didn't do nothing for the blacks. Nigga did absolutely nothing for the blacks whatsoever. Did nothing for the Negro. Not the way that um, Donald Trump, the real nigga, the orange is the new black, the real nigga, Donald Trump. Nigga showed niggas a lot of love, man. I don't even like it's crazy because I would never looking thinking about what I just said now. I would never thought that I would have said that 2016. But at the same time, I said to myself, if this nigga gets elected and Hillary doesn't get elected, that's a win. I didn't know nothing about Trump. I knew nothing about his policies. I heard he was like disrespectful. 
and I was intrigued by it, but I never really like got too deep into it. So I'm like, oh, he's disrespectful, like, like out of pocket. Like, yeah, he cusses out reporters. I'm like, damn, that sounds intrigued. Let me fall back. Two years, two years later from there, 2018. Boys, like, yo, you gotta see these clips. And I see Donald Trump's face. I'm like, oh man. I'm like, shit. Because at first, I thought this nigga was like, you know, a, a, a never Trumper. I had a lot of friends who were just liberals, but I wasn't too deep into politics. But I knew I would never be a person who would hate Trump to that extent. So I'm like, all right, let me see this video. But it ended up being, um, it ended up being like a part of the, the 2016 debate. And Trump was frying this bitch, Hillary. I was like, yo, I'm like, yo, Trump's that nigga. I knew from there, I was like, yeah, Trump, I don't know. I was still sort of on the fence. I'm like, yo, he's cooking, though. In my head, I'm like, yo, this nigga's cooking. But I'm looking at the video like, okay, all right. Deep down inside, I'm like, damn, this nigga's frying this bitch. You know what I mean? Like, viciously. Like, yo, this nigga was relentless with it. I'm like, yeah, this, yeah. And from that point, anytime this nigga would have a speech, I'm watching the shit. Because I know he's going to say something retarded. Like, that's that's Trump. I know he's going to say something out of pocket. And that's what I'm here for. But not only that, because I am petty. I find that shit to be funny. Him cussing out reporters will always be top tier content in anything. You know what I mean? Just no respect. This nigga has no respect for these reporters. And I can appreciate that because I don't have any respect for these porters. I don't got respect for mainstream media. I don't care about Fox. I don't care about CNN. I don't care about MSNBC. I will use their content, though, fair use. I will use their content to make my points and point out their hypocrisies. But other than that, as a source of what? A source of entertainment? Something to laugh at? People can't even read teleprompters? People with no fucking character, no personality, no charisma for these men, no machismo, no testosterone, nothing. Bums. Pathetic. <laughs> Pathetic, right? But they got suits and ties on, and you fucking dorks, clowns, sheep, monkeys, y'all sit around and watch this shit. Animal house behavior, man. This shit is embarrassing. Y'all sit back like, well... This lady here from CNN, you niggas need to eat a dick. Y'all niggas is all, y'all all suspect. Any man who watches CNN, I'm like, yo, where is this guy living? Like, yo, what's going on? Like, yo, Sky News, uh, Breaking Points, you got all other types of outlets. You're saying CNN is where you get your shit? Yeah, you're done. I can't conversate with you. Fox is really no better. It's just Fox is more conservative and I'm a little bit more biased. I'll say it like that. If I want to separate, if 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 God could give me just one wish, if we were allowed to have one wish before we've died, what would that wish be? Some people will say, well, I just want to live forever. Man, fuck it. If it's my time to go, it's my time to go, man. This shit is this shit isn't as cracked up what it is anyway. Fuck that. But I'd say, you know what? I want this country divided. <laughs> I would like, God, if you can grant one wish, divide this country, please. Please separate 
the free thinking, more conservative, somewhat traditional, somewhat religious, at least spiritual, at least acknowledging the most high, at least acknowledging that there is something bigger than what we are as a living organism in this country and in this world and on this earth, right? Separate these lunatic liberals, ship them to like California, just cram them all in California where they want to be. They want the palm trees and they can live on the beach and be bums. Put them all there. Keep the conservatives in places where things are getting done. Get the liberals out of New York. That's number one. You bring in like businessmen. This is my request. I'm taking like like rich white guys, rich white conservative guys from fucking Colorado or some shit. Like, yeah, we need you in New York now. The liberals are gone. We need your help. We, we, we bring back New York little at a time. It's like, oh, man, how can you do that? These guys are all capitalists, guys. We need capitalism in this country. When will you people wake up? Oh, you know, uh, socialism is the key. You guys are hippies, crack smokers. Y'all smoke K2. Y'all smoke Buddha Bud. Y'all smoke synthetics. Y'all smoking spices. Y'all fucking burnt. Y'all know what the fuck y'all talking about. We need capitalism. That's what we need. We need just that, just total. We, we need like a authoritarian capitalistic society in the country. That's the only way the country comes back. That's when we stop answering the call for other countries needing our help. Like, yeah, we'll be, we'll be right back. Click. Don't know. Let's focus on the country. Oh, Ukraine needs more missiles. Click. Let's focus more on the country. Oh, we're going to bring more people into the country. Click. Let's focus more on the country. And that's it. And bring these fucking greedy. I want greedy white conservatives running the country. I said it. Fuck it. I want greedy white capitalist maniacs running the country. Starting with Donald Trump. Starting with Donald Trump. Facts. Starting with Donald Trump. Immediately. Get this old raggedy dysfunctional, senile, two-dimensional, fucking, just a monster, pedophile-looking nigga, the fuck out. Biden has to go. That crooked, half-black, half-Indian, half-whatever, bitch. Kamala Harris, she gotta go. The whole administration is a fucking disaster. Y'all niggas know. Y'all voted for it. This is why I talk shit. I didn't vote for that. Y'all voted for that, which is why y'all silent and y'all don't want to talk about these situations. That's the reality. See, I figured it out. You know, I got boss. He's a little liberal. He's a little fucking lefty. <clears throat> and I just rub it in his face when it comes to like how the country's going. Like, hey, man, you know, how's your president doing? You know, haven't seen him in a while, you know. Hasn't been, you know, falling up the steps, you know, hasn't been sounding like a fucking pedo. Hasn't been, you know, what's the dude, what's the, what's the fucking Herbert from fucking Family Guy? That's who that is. That's Herbert with the fucking cane, the pedophile old guy that took away from Family Guy. He got the spirit of Biden. That's, that's that nigga. These niggas are fucking weird. They're weirdos. They're weird. There's no other way to put it. They're fucking weird. They're perverts. Shout out to Minister Jab. They are perverts. 
These niggas got a perverted spirit, bitch. Fuck out of here. How this nigga got a perverted spirit? Like, yo, get him out of here, man. I'll drown that nigga in the holy water. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'll drown that nigga in the holy water. These niggas is all suspect. On top of that, they're all suspect. Come up to my room, watch this movie. I said, what movie? He says, 9-11 was an inside job. I'm oh, like, yeah, I, I, I know that, but what, uh, what's the movie? And so I go up and I watch the movie, and that is what put him on the map. Like, this thing, like, he was kind of a figure that was, he was never really of the left, but he was very popular among left-wingers for the not he was he was only pop. Let me let me let me break this down. <laughs> I like how he brought that up. Hold up, because I believe still at that time he considered himself a libertarian. <clears throat> so during the time of nine eleven, and nine eleven being an inside job, there was a Republican president in office. Now, this is very important because this is how mainstream media and entertainment intertwine to go against the right. At any time, any place, in any situation, this story will be the perfect example. Because right after 9-11 being the inside job thing came out, Fahrenheit 9-11 came out. People out there look up Fahrenheit 9-11. <laughs> And that was by Michael Moore, a bleeding, blue-blooded, demon, democratic devil, white democratic devil. I'll call I'll call uh, Michael Moore that too. He can he can suck a thousand dicks. I don't care about these people. I don't need you people to speak for me, to speak for my people, to speak for my experience. We have our own voices and our own opinions. Some of us choose to exercise that. Others choose to be sheeple. I am not the latter. Okay, but they came out Fahrenheit 9-11. Now, they were only pressed about the situation because George W. Bush was in office. Now, if one of their Democratic presidents was in office while this was happening, they would be on the opposite end. Well, we're for this president. We're going to go after the country. Trust me, if the shoe was on the other foot, somebody's slipping and sliding. Okay, if the shoe was on the other foot, somebody's going to be slipping and sliding like Joe Biden. 11 stop, the Iraq war stop. Um, and uh, yeah, it is eerie. And the Ukraine thing to get the date pretty much exactly right, too. There's a big war coming in February. I mean, that is that is wild. And uh, you see him sitting there with Tucker Carlson. Jimmy, I sent you this video. I, I, I know you saw it. The video of Tucker earlier this year saying this was pre-October 7th, you know, he says, um, 2024 is not going to be this nice little election between Biden and Trump. He says, trust me, all the powers that be have something in store for us. We don't know what it is yet, but these these decisions are forced on us. And so I think maybe so, some of that predictive power comes from just rejecting everything that you see, right? Rejecting all of the blue pill dog and pony show of electoral uh, politics, right? Like he, he <laughs> I mean, until 2016 <laughs> when he backed Trump, Alex Jones really didn't engage it. Oh shit. The blue pill. What did he say? The blue pill dog and pony show. God damn. This nigga was spit. These niggas is spitting. 
Yo, these white boys be spitting, man. Jimmy Dore, all these niggas be spitting. I actually, I learned, I learned to sort of appreciate a lot of the white content creators more. I'm gonna tell you why. Unlike black people, and I'm gonna really break it down to you. It has nothing really to do with race, but it's the culture that surrounds it. With white people, they can be extremely left and be open about it. Even a white person who's extremely like right wing, not saying he's extreme white or right as in extreme right is extreme white. That's how I, that's how I always equate it. If someone considers himself extreme right as a white person, that means that that's like borderline white supremacy. That's that's what people have always been told in media, at least. Now that I'm a little bit more wiser and educated about the situation, I would consider myself to be a very radical, uh, right-leaning individual. I say right-leaning because I don't align 100% to the right. Just like I don't align 100% to a religion, a religion to me is pointless. A relationship with God is everything. A fellowship among sinners and demons is not. All right. I don't even want to repeat that. Y'all got to listen to that if I bring that back. No disrespect. You got religious leaders out there doing their thing, whatever. You know, everything ain't for everybody. You got these wicked, perverted, pedophile, demonic, disingenuous, disenfranchised, booty panted pastors out here fondling kids, doing inappropriate things. This doesn't have to be the Catholics. This is also happening in Christianity, right? Or, you know, outside of Catholicism, it's also happening within more specific Christianity, right? Baptists, all these other places. Um, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Wrong's dead ass. He dead. Touching on them boys back in the day, allegedly. But he dead anyway, so fuck him. All these other weird, perverted... Um, money-hungry pastors and televangelists. Oh, I need fifteen million for a plane. Y'all got to start donating. We need to raise money. I need a new jet, nigga. Please, man. These niggas is out of their fucking minds. And see, y'all sit back and y'all just go, "Well, why not?" You know, he he's earned it. He's he ain't earned shit. He earned money from y'all stupid ass niggas. Y'all go to the services every day. You give these pastors, you give these these preachers, and not all pastors and preachers. There's a couple of pastors and preachers that I know that are good, sincere people and, and, and men of God. But I'm saying these other people, y'all know what I'm talking about, these pulpit pimps, okay? <laughs> oh, God, yes. These pulpit pimps, ladies and gentlemen. Despicable, all right? The pulpit pimps. We gonna need some donations now, all right? We finna pass around the collection plate. Uh, if you got about a dollar, five dollars, hey, ten dollars, twenty dollars, anything would do. For the house of the Tabernacle Practice Preach uh, Community of Central Love of Deuteronomy 5, all right? 
Deuteronomy 5 um, 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 chapel and, and, and the, the donations for the children and the diapers and all that shit. Yeah. We really just need money for the electricity there, the Lord. Here we go. <laughs> we really just need money for the electricity, Lord. The Lord will keep the lights on, but we're not sure about PSENG. Okay. <laughs> That's them, man. <clears throat> You got the scenarios. A lot of people talk about it. This ain't nothing original. Well, when I said all that other shit was original, I came up with that improv off the top of the head. But <laughs> there's always the narrative of like, okay, you get you get some mega church, right? They, they got a lot of mega churches in Atlanta. They got a lot of mega churches is really some shit like some down south oriented shit. You feel me? Shout out to the niggas down south. But it's some really like Atlanta type shit, you know, the mega churches and shit like that. Creflo wants some more dollar, you know, TD snakes, all these other Negroes and shit. They, they come out of those those trenches. Right. Mega church. These niggas are pulling up in Bentley's Rolls Royces fucking, you know, these guys, they got super pastors with fucking Ferraris and Jaguars, classic Jaguars, Porsches. They pulling up in the classic. You got all the old ladies. What they doing? They just got off the bus, man. They taking the bus to see you. And that 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 ego, right? That ego gets into the way. The ego gets into the way of the message. Now you got all these, you know, scoundrels, old ass hood boogers that be in church. You know, church is a mess. I don't even got to sit back. I don't got to tell you that twice, but I'm going to tell you it anyway. Church is a fucking mess. All right. Be honest. And if you black, come on, man, let's stop. All praises to the most high. But if God was down here, he'd tell us, like, what the fuck you doing going to this guy? Pastor Porkchop. Deacon Hamhock and shit. Nigga. What the fuck you, doing? you know what I'm saying? Rabbi Rabbitfoot. Fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on here, man? What the fuck is going on here? Despicable. Any of that. He did not follow that stuff at all. He was he was looking under the surface of all of that stuff. I'm not saying everything he said was right and true, but he when you look in those places, you start to analyze things on that level. And I think maybe that's where some of that comes from. Probably has tips from people. And then so by the way, if you you could very easily give a guy <coughs> tips, and then so I trust think that's him. what happened to yeah, him. Yeah, then you give him a bad. I tip. think the CIA wanted to discredit him, so instead of giving him good tips, they gave him that bad tip, which ruined everything for him and got him kicked. Well, that's actually not what got him kicked. The Sandy Hook stuff is not what got him kicked off social media. Did you no, know that? It just got him nah. a billion dollar settlement. A billion dollars seems high. <laughs> seems high for them. Well, because that was he that. got. Well, I think to an extent that just shows you, I mean, you take, it's kind of like that situation where it's like the employer and the employee relationship. The employer will be the first one to tell you if you're doing something bad, but won't tell you about all the times you show up. You know, you may show up 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes before starting work. And be on top of your shit. They won't tell you when you're doing good. They won't tell you when you're on point. But they'll tell you when you do something bad. And they'll try to crucify you. 
He'll try to crucify it, right? Like, I remember this one issue I was having with these people at this job, right? It's not the job that I'm working in now. <clears throat> but these people, what they would do is they would, we have a policy, right? Which every, every job pretty much has a policy or um, a protocol. More, I think this will be more represented in that term where the protocol is if you're not going to be able to show up to work and it's considered an emergency, you have to notify the job like two hours, two and a half to three hours before. And you have to state that you have to state the reason why you have this emergency absence. Because within that two hours before you clock in, they would realistically have to call other other people who are either off or people who are currently at a job or currently at a building who can cover somebody else's position at another building at a later time. <clears throat> What these people always did was they would call out and I don't know how they would do it. They would have multiple emergency call outs. And with these multiple emergency call outs, these motherfuckers would end up um, not showing up to work uh, three times a week. One bitch, we kept having at this job, I've talked about it multiple times, but it's, it's funny, so I'm gonna talk about it again. Um, We had a time at this job where it was like nobody wanted to work. The people who got hired didn't wanna work or they'll get hired and show up to work like 35, 45 minutes late, right? And then they would get mad when, you know, the fucking main, you know, the head custodian guy, right? The head maintenance guy would tell him like, yeah, you got, you got to show up on time. He was pretty much saying like, there's jobs where it's like, you're, you're literally, you have a position, right? So your position is covered. Just how, just like in a way that you're covering somebody's position. Somebody comes in the last minute, you got to wait for that person to show up. Now, luckily at the time, I was good with the dude that worked there. So I never, I never really gave a shit. And I never really like, if I had to leave, he'd just say, go ahead and leave. He'll tell me to just go ahead and leave. And then he'll cover me if a supervisor comes or if the boss came. Um, when I first got that job, it was a situation that was kind of similar where another person, we went through four people. This is the point I'm trying to make. We went through four people, four within a matter of three months. One person came in, got caught stealing. Another person came in only wanted to work or one person came in 
got caught stealing. Another person came in showing up 45 minutes uh, late. And then that person that shows up 45 minutes late, they was always scratching. They had the perk itch. So I knew they was off of pills. Bitch had the perk itch. So I already knew this bitch was tweaking. So I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I had to tell the guy, like, I had to tell the main guy, like, yo, man, you might want to keep an eye on her, man. He's like, I already peeped it, dog. <laughs> it's old head. It's old head. He was like, I already peeped it, dog. <laughs> he said, he's like, look at her. He's like, how can you not notice it? Scratching his shit, looking like a fiend. He said it loud as hell. Looking like a goddamn fiend. I'm like, God damn. I already knew that bitch was on her way out. I already knew that bitch was on her way out, man. Niggas wasn't trying to niggas wasn't really trying to make any money. That's kind of what that's that's kind of where that's kind of the conclusion that I came up with. Like, damn, niggas ain't trying to make bread. That's crazy. At one time at this job, I would bag. Let me see. They would have me on the clock for 12 hours, but I was only working nine because I was covering a section of the building that I was in. Now, where I'm working at today, the building is so I could I literally take care of the entire building myself in terms of taking out garbage and and scrubbing and burnishing the floors. Like that's that and that's the entire building. I can literally wipe all that shit out if nobody's in the way in less than four hours. Um, because I have part timers who show up, one person just vacuums the floor and another person just wipes tables. Now, granted, if I was given like maybe three extended hours, I can do that whole entire building myself. One person, one person can do that whole building. But the job that I was at, one building was like the size, what I was working in. Like, I'll put it to you like this. The section that I was working in at a particular building was as much work, if not more work, than the entire building that I'm in now. That's what's crazy. And I wasn't even handling the equipment. I wasn't handling a lot of the equipment until later on. And then, you know, that's kind of where the money really is at. So... If I ever wanted to leave the job and be a floor technician, I could because I have enough. I have like seven years experience in it. You know, what I mean, I just choose this this particular line of work because it's easy, it's convenient, and I'm like seven minutes away. I'm barely even wasting gas getting to work and getting back. So it's not even that. But during that time. When I was talking about the job that I was at before and we went through like four co-workers and I had to cover a section every night, I was bagging, I was bagging like 12, was 12, 24, uh, what, 12, 24, 36. I was, I was bagging a lot of hours, man. Like I was getting a lot of money at that time and I just remember telling people like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, yo, I'm covering this section because traditionally I would I would work 12 to 8, noon to 8, which is perfect, by the way, because um, 
when you work noon to eight, by the time it's eight o'clock, you still got, you know, you got about two, three hours, four hours maximum to run around, do whatever you want. And then you kind of like by midnight, you know, you get that eight hours, you'll be up at eight, get a good four, get a good four hours to preparate and do whatever you got to do before work. So I got used to doing that. But then working the extra hours, <clears throat> although I was done around 930, I, I had to work even faster and harder. So that really fucked me up in the long run. But the money was good. But that's what happens, man. In terms of credibility, going back to what I was saying, um, for Alex Jones and the whole, you know, the whole Sandy Hook situation, that was just a terrible decision of judgment, you know. And I'm not saying that to be relatable to anybody or even to myself, but a lot of people have made just terrible judgment about something. And even even as today, what was it about? A person can't even answer it. They'll go, I don't even know, man. I don't even know what I was thinking at that time. You know what I mean? Like, so the reality of it is, though, the media and the people that just went against Alex Jones never acknowledged the fact that he was truthful or he was right. And he was accurate about a lot of things that he was saying previously. It's that one situation that we catch you in and we're going to criticize you and crucify you for it. And that's Alex Jones in a nutshell. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm going to wrap this up for an episode. It's almost an hour and five minutes here. Uh, what was it? 45, no, 53 minutes. We'll keep it a traditional two hour episode. Next episode, I'm going to dive into some more shenanigans. I might make um, the episode tonight three hours, though. Since I brought it up, I might make the episode tonight three hours. We're going to call it three hours of power with Jersey Judah. Three hours of power with Jersey Judah. And within those three hours, I've already had things mapped out in my mind. Because Lord grants me the ability to experience clarity, to preparate. The lawsuit still with Cassie versus Diddy has to be addressed. We have to get in more detail about the freak offs, the settings of the freak offs and everything else. We might go through a a Tisha Tells video. You know, she's one of my my new women, one of my new favorite women of the whole, you know, information and spilling of the tea. All right. Not to mention, you know, she's not she's not bad to look at either. She is definitely not a bad looker whatsoever. But we might get into, yeah, we'll get into that because actually I talked about this earlier, how Diddy was um, apparently feeling a bit on the downside. You know, people are concerned about his well-being. Well, people close to him, at least. So we might go over that briefly after I go through parts of that document. But I think I have things already mapped out for the rest of the day, man. I got these um, huge niggas in Jersey know about these. 
Grandpa's Incense. It's probably like the best incense in a from Jersey. Proudly from Jersey. Alright? Like your boy. Although I'm not born in Jersey. But these are 16. This is a long pause um, bag of incense. I bet like one incense could burn for like at least 45 minutes to an hour. <clears throat> but for people who, uh, you know, like to have their, you know, their place of refuge smelling good, smelling right, you know about the incense, you know what I'm saying? You know what it's all about. Um, so I got that. I got to make sure I have everything with me because when I wrap this episode up, I'm going in the house for at least, what time is it? 2.15? I'm going in the house for at least about six hours. Yeah, it's video game time. I downloaded GTA 5 just because. Like GTA 6, I'm not going to lie. It's growing on me. It's growing on me in a way that it shouldn't. But it is growing on me. And by the way, like the uh, the Xbox... The Xbox Series S and X is on sale, like, big time. That shit's, like, fucking $400 for the uh, Series X. So I'm getting the Series X next week. That's my plan. I'm going to grab the Series X next week. That's about $400 down the drain. And then everything else is going towards my vehicle and going towards holiday gifts. I bought a shitload of alcohol for the family um, for the holidays and that's for the adults of the family. And then I'm just going to be passing out money like a fucking moron um, to my nieces and nephews. But uh, that's all preparation of next week and the week after. But as I always say, in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel and I'm not doing no funny shit, no bullshit, no BS. I'm going to have this episode uploaded by 3 p.m. But until next time, I'm out. Peace.